0: Good afternoon. Thank you so much for being with us on this Monday, September 19th. A busy show, but we are starting off talking about what happened at the p when a concert did not go ahead as planned with the headliner
1: last night. And then we waited over an hour for him to show up, but he never showed up. And then every like they said that he was too sick, but he was backstage, and everyone got really upset because he was the headline, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah and everyone got really mad they were starting to on, like f breakout and f little baby and so they said it was cancelled and then everyone started leaving but some people stayed back obviously and they started rioting and breaking all the tents and everything yeah
0: that it was just two of the concert goers. They left, as you heard there when the announcement was made that the headliner would not be going on stage. An update earlier today from Vancouver police saying that they made multiple arrests and have also launched a criminal investigation into the violence that erupted at that concert at the PNE amphitheater saying that fights broke out. There was significant property damage during what is being described as concert goers becoming hostile following that announcement well joining us to talk a bit more about this is jim sesford a retired delta police chief thank you so much for taking some time with us today
1: hi joe thanks it's uh, it's good to be with you
0: Uh, lovely to talk to you again Uh, unfortunately we're talking about uh, something as i just mentioned that caused a lot of damage Uh, police saying that they made multiple arrests uh, after that uh, rioting took place Uh, from a policing point of view when you see that what goes through your
1: mind Well, first off, it's really unfortunate that that type of disorder uh, does erupt, and you know, and people get involved with that kind of behavior. It's it's actually quite ridiculous. But um, I I have personally been involved with several situations or incidents of of that type, and and it, um, you know, it's uh, it's very disconcerting from a police officer's point of view because you're sitting there and you're watching this stuff go on, and. And quite frankly, all you can do is kind of contain and and uh, uh, control from the outside what's happening. Uh, very dangerous for the police to get involved in the middle of something like that. But um, but I you know I I thought the Vancouver police did an excellent job of it, quite frankly, and their response was quick, and uh, they they contained it uh, contained the incident for the most part.
0: And as an officer, like you say, you don't quite know what you're going into and what's happening. Uh, We know now in the update today talked about the fact that several hundred people, according to Vancouver Police, started fighting. They were destroying property. Uh, They were doing things like tipping over vendor, the food vendor kiosks and damaging tables, refrigerators, tents. So as an officer going into that, when you don't know what's happening, all you know is you're being called to what's being described as a riot. What do you do differently going into that scenario?
1: Well, you've got to really be uh, alert to what's going on around you. Uh, you know, there, there were there were bottles being thrown, or objects being thrown, and from a, from the police officer's perspective, you've got to really be aware of your surroundings, and you've got to also maintain uh, close distance with your with your fellow officers. One of the most dangerous things that can happen to a police officer in that situation is to get isolated away from the other officers. That, that's a very dangerous situation. And so you want to make sure that you're in close proximity to each other uh, and that you're very aware of what's going on in your, around you. So, um, yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it is really quite disconcerting when that, when that type of stuff breaks out because you don't know what's going to happen next, and uh, you just have to be very aware.
0: And what are the dangers as well when we're talking about, I mean, it's one thing to be called to a street fight or a fight between a couple of people or to be called to a disturbance where maybe one person or two people are, are doing something. But wh- what makes it different or how is it different when we're dealing with something like this that really is a mob mentality?
1: Well, there's that. And people seem to totally lose control of their of themselves. And, and they start... You know, the, the, the anger and the, the incident gains momentum. And that's, and that's, um, uh, you know, that's not a good situation because people seem to, to kind of thrive on what the others are doing and it just, the whole situation then evolves and they lose control. What's, what's difficult here is the crowd, uh, badly outnumbers the police. Uh, you know, there were obviously thousands of people there. They outnumber the police, um, uh, by a large by a large amount, and so from the police they they can 't become the target here they can 't get into the middle. all they can do is stay in the perimeter and uh, maintain control from the other perimeter.
0: Right, and do you think we've kind of learned that in the past, or when we look at, unfortunately, other events like this? I can't believe it was this long ago, but looking at the the guns and riot, uh, guns and roses, the riot that broke out there back in all the way back in two thousand two, uh, but video came to light after that of people who, I mean, there were thousands of people there. Uh, of some cases where po- perhaps police uh, took out people that weren't actually doing anything; they just happened to be caught up in in the rioting, and they were there. And that there there was some concern or some criticism in some cases of the police response being a bit heavy-handed
1: well i think that if you're if you're having to remove people you know like in this most recent in this incident last night there were arrests being made and what you want to do is try to identify the troublemakers or the the leaders of a group if if you will and try to get them away from the crowd and and to isolate them and you know sometimes it, it it's It's complete chaos. You know, I guess obviously sometimes you make make a mistake in arresting the wrong person. But I think for the most part, the police have a good sense for who the troublemakers are, who the leaders are. And we want to remove those people from the scene. And oftentimes in doing that, there is a very violent confrontation that occurs. And, you know, oftentimes, um, Joe, what happens is that when we see on video and that, we only get the second part. Of what's happening with uh, with the interaction, we oftentimes don't see what started or, well, you know, what started the event. So, um, you know, it's it's going to be rough. Uh, it's it's a very chaotic situation. There's chaos, and people uh, and the police have to react as best they can to deal with it. Sometimes that involves using force.
0: And police have now said that in addition to the seven people that were arrested yesterday uh, in the, the height of this while this was taking place, they've now said they've also launched a criminal investigation. How much do you think does social media play into this in that there are a ton of people that are sharing video that have video of what happened? Uh, we certainly saw that in the Stanley Cup riot as well. How much does that play into an investigation?
1: well that, that'll be a huge part of the investigation and uh you know, social media uh can sometimes be a detriment but sometimes it can certainly be an asset in in this type of an investigation the various um, uh video uh, that the, the police can pick up would be just total, uh, really a, a um, an asset to their investigation for sure and uh and I'm sure that they'll be looking the police will be looking at, at the social media and trying to identify the main uh, troublemakers of the leaders of of this uh of this riot that occurred. So uh yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a big part of the investigation without question.
0: And you mentioned this too. That uh, mentioned that you thought uh, police did a good job in diffusing this or in responding quickly. And I suppose one of the the positive things from this, even though the the fact that this happened at all is not good, but positive that at this point anyway, uh, there were no major injuries reported.
1: Yes, and and you know, thankfully, there were no major injuries uh, reported. It, it appears that some people were taken to hospital, but nothing major. And uh, and and you know, if there's anything positive that come out of this situation, it would be that. But but really, those people who were involved in that situation, they're lucky that there were no major incidents that occurred. Because uh, some of these people, when you're looking at a criminal investigation, if there were serious injuries that occurred, there could be some people involved with that that be that could face some serious criminal charges. Uh, if, in fact, there had been serious injuries that had occurred so um, yeah and it uh, they were lucky, although there was an awful lot of damage that was uh, that was caused by these people and uh, you know i mean that's that's quite frankly that's disgusting that people behave in that fashion, and my hope for this would be that if in fact uh these people are are taken to court if they're convicted, i'm hoping that restitution uh will occur, and that they're that they're uh, Assess heavy, heavy uh, charges for restitution for the damage that was caused.
0: Yeah, and, and like you said, it was uh, well, well. Police have said two thousands of dollars at least uh, in property damage. So yeah. uh, certainly, the the investigation is continuing. Uh, Jim Sessford, we'll leave it there for today. But thank you so much for your time.
1: Thanks very much. Jill. We'll talk again.